Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you guys doing tonight? Hope you guys are doing well. And welcome, 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 welcome back uh, to a weekend edition of the Sea Report. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the weekend, so we've got the lights off in the studio. And uh, we're cashing it down just a little bit. But don't be mistaken... This is um, a weekend edition of the Sea Report. We're not going to have a long, long show tonight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing um, a bit of a watch party over yonder at Mr. CTV. So uh, if you guys are joining us over at the foxhole.app or at pill.net or at um, Clout Hub or Twitch or Rumble... Uh, then you guys might know uh, we've been up to no good tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and having a great time. Um, we, we, uh, we actually just finished airing um, uh, a documentary on Ukraine. I, I've been promising that we would show this or share this documentary. Uh, and, you know, now let's just make one thing clear here, ladies and gentlemen, when we're talking about playing content from other, uh, you know, um, other creators that we're uh, doing, like we do here at, from time to time at Mr. CTV. Uh, all, of, all of this is, is really considered fair use under sharing uh, and ensure it's archivial purposes that we do it, ladies and gentlemen. We don't do it to make a buck. You know, they don't even, uh, we don't even uh, monetize streams that we show other people's content on. So I just wanted to make that clear. You know, it's not like, uh, you know, I'm charging a cover, a head, uh, a head, head cover, cover charge to, to come and see the show, right? It's not like we're running uh, um, some type of uh, a rogue and uh, what's the word? Shotgun, not shotgun. Uh, we're not running a theater. Uh, without the, the proper licenses, okay? But under fair use and sharing the information and getting it out there. Uh, then there is even attribution, you know, we, we put in our, uh, we put in our uh, description, you know, who the creators of the film are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not like we're claiming it as our own. I just have to put that out there right at the jump. But uh, if you've been hanging out with us the last hour and a half or so, we actually just broadcasted um, the uh, documentary entitled Revealing Ukraine, okay? And uh, like I said, I've been promising to share that with you guys because it is part two or the continuation of the documentary called Ukraine on Fire. Now, a lot of people have seen Ukraine on Fire by now, okay? Ukraine on Fire, I think, was about 2018 or so when that documentary hit the markets and it was summarily banned and censored uh, shortly thereafter and has resurfaced within the last six months or so uh, of uh, this, the year 2022 of our Lord. Of course, we've only been in 2022 for about four months now. So, you know, part of 2021, these things started to resurface, okay? Uh, the Ukraine on Fire... Um, is is a groundbreaking, earth-shattering, uh, lie-defying documentary, okay? And I know a lot of people have seen this documentary already, and a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you know, I saw this documentary, 
Um, I would say the question is what you're going to do with that information, but that's not what we're here for tonight. Although the title of tonight's C-Report, ladies and gentlemen, is Neo-Nazis in Ukraine do not let the mainstream media get away with lies, okay? Because this is this is a watershed moment, ladies and gentlemen. This is a moment where there is a golden ticket in that chocolate bar that we can take the media to task were we to do that, you know? Um, it's like, it's like with the central banks, you know, uh, you have hard, hard evidence, hard economics there that show what is what and who is who, you know what I mean? Um, it's becoming the same situation with, uh, election integrity and election fraud in 2020 and beyond, you know, uh, where you have it, like there is this nugget of truth that defies all propaganda and deception, Okay, and if we were to take that knowledge and we were to just run with it, you know, and just throw it in defiance of the face of these liars, this is something that we cannot let go of. This is something we cannot let go of. The entire notion that there is a sect of Nazis in Ukraine that have been adopted, taken in, made a part of their national guard, okay, again, in defiance of the lies and the propaganda and the deception that the deep state department, NATO, you know, uh, the legacy media throws in our faces as if though we did not know how to do research as if though we did not know how to, uh, you know, investigate on our own, as if though this very information was not discoverable, okay, is it, to me, it is aggravating, although I'm not aggravated, but I could be, I could very well be aggravated, ladies and gentlemen, but what I'm saying is that this is one of those moments of truth in reality, that could really just bust them wide open, could just totally sweep up their narrative and they would have to eat it, okay? Because there is proof beyond proof, beyond evidence. Everyone from the year 2013 all the way up until 2020 was reporting on the right, far-right extremist neo-Nazis in Ukraine, okay? Everybody, I think the ones who were reporting on it the most were the progressive left. You go look at Vice, you go look at Salon, you go look at the New York Times, you go look at any of these institutions. And, and, and I'm, I'm being very nice by saying that Vice is an institution, right? But you go look at any of these media sources and they were talking about the neo-Nazis in Ukraine with photographs, with documentation, with everything that you could think of, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, you know, just this knowledge is, uh, is to, in my opinion, if we threw this out in the face of everyone, if we use this one piece of truth, it would end 
what they're trying to do in Ukraine. They would have to stop, okay? Our government would have to stop. The NATO member nations would have to stop. Israel would have to stop, ladies and gentlemen, because it makes no damn sense that Israel who has used its uh, used its supposed um, uh, uh, what, what would you call that even? It's not a race, it's not an ethnicity, is it? It's a, a, a religion, a culture to defy and to stymie any any defiant against their activities. Oh yeah. We're going there, ladies and gentlemen. We're we're slowly turning our eyes right in that direction, ladies and gentlemen. And let me tell you why. Who are they saving for last? And why are they saving them for last? Because they have been the most detrimental. And I am not talking about a people and a population across the planet. I am talking about a very specific government on that side of the world that is not what they claim to be. We're getting ready for it, guys. You guys get ready for it. Get ready for the second wave of save the children. Get ready for the second wave of people rallying in the streets against these sick, pedophile, demonic creatures. Get ready for it. It's coming, guys. The surge is building, right? Uh, the, the 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 water is receding as the wave of patriots and the wave of humanity against these crimes is coming get ready for it everything i see in the media everything that is coming across my desk is telling me that it's it's about to happen again guys and with Hunter Biden's laptop from hell breaking out, with Ghislaine Maxwell, with, with Larry Ray, with Epstein, with all of this stuff, plus what we had, Nexium, all everything, every signal is pointing to another wave for Save the Children. And they're not going to get away from it this time, guys. Okay? They are not going to escape this time. Ladies and gentlemen... You know, the light is shining down. And sometimes when there's a storm, that light disperses for just a little bit. But it's hiding behind the clouds. And there's definitely a storm brewing right now, ladies and gentlemen, with Contangi Brown Jackson. We just talked about it last night. Now the world knows that there are even people in the judiciary sector of living that support pedophilic activities. People didn't know that before. People could not wrap their head around a judge being lenient for whatever reason on pedophiles or on pornographers or on, on, on possessors of child pornography. Now they know, ladies and gentlemen, which will that they'll have to ask more questions. They'll have to ask, okay, if Kentangi Brown Jackson can do it, how do we know that the judge over here in whatever state we live in isn't doing it? How do we know that our law enforcement is not involved? It's kind of like the law enforcement here in San Antonio, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm willing to bet, based on some of the things that I have already heard, that we have a whole string of crooked police officers who not only use and partake in uh, illicit drugs, but they also run rings 
from the people that they apprehend and capture and force them to work for them, I'm almost certain of it. As certain as I am that they run child sex trafficking rings out of this city, I am certain that there is a crooked sector of police officers in this town that do that crap. So I'm telling you, it's coming. Yes, Les Vexner. Exactly. Okay. Hey, Whiskey Blue, what's up? Thanks for joining us again. It's gonna, it's coming, guys. It's coming. Okay. It is coming. And, and that's what I'm talking about now with the Ukraine Nazi issue. Like this issue is just so in the face and is so, if you allow yourself to be insulted by it, it can be so insulting that these people think that we can't read articles from two or three years ago, that these people think that we don't see the photos, that these people think that that information is not out there, that these people think that just because they choose not to believe that it's there, that we cannot see the reality of the situation, it is. God bless it, ladies and gentlemen. God bless it. God bless it and love it because you know what? This is the moment where we get to clean all of that crap out. Okay, so that is what we... Yes, Whiskey Blue, Justin for Sheriff. You know, while I've been laying on my back the last... Well, when I was laying on my back the last three or four days, uh, as I said, I, I was watching some, you know, other podcasts and live streams and stuff. And uh, I was tuning into... I was tuning into Cannabis and Combat. Like, uh, that's what I'm talking about right there. That is the action that we need behind the words, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I feel like I feel so I feel like such an invalid compared to what <laughs> people like Justin from Cannabis in Combat and Tory from Tory says are doing. Like these people are running for office. They're literally putting their money where their mouth is. Well, I'm just a precinct chairman. <laughs> But that is what I can do at this point. That is the extent of what I can do, okay? I am the precinct chairman, and I will ensure that our vote for the constituents in my district get heard, in my precinct get heard. Anyways, but yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there, guys. That is what I'm talking about, you know? Uh, Connie Ketchup says, I looked at Vice back in the day, all played into Lee Stranahan and the Ukrainian. All of it made me so sick. You know, and it wouldn't it be interesting, uh, Connie Ketchup, if they got all of their information from Lee Stranahan? I would love to have Lee Stranahan on the show. Now, if uh, you guys just saw the uh, documentary that we played, we just aired it like 15 or 20 minutes ago. Again, it was Revealing Ukraine. Lee Stranahan is actually in the film. And um, I saw Lee Stran. I was first introduced to Lee Stranahan one day when I uh, turned over to Pete Santilli's show, okay, and Lee Stranahan was on Pete Santilli's show, uh, I was very interested in what Lee Stranahan had to say. Wasn't too interested in what Pete Santilli had to say because, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not even going to get into it. I don't care for Pete Santilli. I don't care for him at all. But he has great guests, though. And, and he gets really good, he gets really good uh, media attention. And uh, he gets, he's well-respected. But I don't care for Pete Santilli at all. I think the guy's fake. Anyways, okay. So um, as I was saying, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we just aired... Um, we just aired um, Ukraine, uh, uh, sorry, Revealing Ukraine. So that was part two. That was part two 
of, uh, of the um, uh, Ukraine on Fire series. Now, uh, if you guys have been following the work of Oliver Stone, then you guys know, uh, indeed, he's gotten so far away from Hollywood, right? He's gotten so far away from Hollywood. And uh, he, he, he did this four-part docu-interview um, of um, President Vladimir Putin, okay? Gives you an entirely different perspective on what the world knows versus what the American people are told about, you know? So um, I was, I've, I've been rather enthralled with the history and the deception of that part of the world, the history of that part of the world that we've been shared with. You know what I mean? Like, I've been really, really fascinated on the lies versus the truth of the matter. And you know, guys, if you follow your gut, if you fine-tuned your discernment, you can figure it out just by looking at the media reports. You know, you don't, you don't need to have someone like me up here tell you what to believe. You, you can believe it for yourself. You can find out for yourself, you know. Um, but uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, other than that, you know, we have um, we have this situation right now, you know, and and that's why I'm saying we cannot let the shame stream, lame stream, fake news, mockingbird, legacy, pedophile, propaganda media get away with this. And, and I was thinking to myself, and you know, we we even talked about it a little bit in the chat uh, in chat rooms over at uh, the foxhole.app with some of the friends over there about you know about uh, about doing something, saying something, and the, really the only thing that we could do, ladies and gentlemen, if we were so inclined to do, is jam up the legacy media outlets, right? Call into radio shows, call into talk shows. Not that they really have talk shows that you could call in to anymore. Call into podcasts if they have it available and tell them, look, stop spreading your bullshit lies, okay? And and you need to face the facts. America knows that there are Nazis in Ukraine, that they are embedded in their military like they were made a part, like the Azov Battalion, the right sector, and the IDAR Battalion, A-I-D-A-R, they were made a part of their, um, of their National Guard, so if you can imagine, you have this sect of neo-Nazi far-right extremists who follow Stephen Bandera and who follow Hitler and who participated historically in World War II extermination of Ukrainian Jews, Jewish people, and whomever else was on their hit list, the unpure, okay, the documentation is there. How can these people lie and get away with these lies? Now, I would say on the surface of it, on the surface of it, it's because all of your new, all of your new uh, uh, radio broadcasters and podcasters and live streams, and I'm not talking about the Patriots, guys. I'm not talking about the America First movement. And when I say America First, let's get one thing straight. President Trump is America First, not Nick Fuentes. Okay, that dude can go fucking fly a kite. All right, he can go fly a kite, and it can carry him up into space. America first is not that little snot Nick Fuentes. I'm sorry, guys. I'm on it right now. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying America first is President Trump. I think we all know that in my audience. Okay. 
I, oh, we know what we know what a grifter looks like five years in who somehow can pay can pay thousands of dollars to have Stu Peters and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Wendy Rogers go speak at his events. When did that butt wipe make that kind of money? You tell me. I don't know. Sounds like he's probably got someone behind him. I can't prove it. This is all hypothetical. I'm just talking out of my ass right now. Okay. I'm not talking. I'm not saying it's true. I am just speculating. All right. So uh, that, that should get me out of any defamation. But I'm just saying, bitch, you ain't America first. Okay. Get your, get your damn white supremacy bullshit out of here. All right. Okay. Pardon my French, ladies and gentlemen. The lights are off in the studio. It's a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it's the first day of the week, which means let's get to work, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. All right. So where was I? America first. Right. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Let, let me, let me pull back just a minute. Okay. <laughs> let me pull back just a minute. Um, they, they can't get away with this. They can't get away with this. And, and as I was saying, we've talked about this, you know, and, and that is literally what we would have to do. We would have to call into the shows. We would have to invade MSM Legacy Media, okay? We would have to invade MSM Legacy Media and tell them to stop their lies, ladies and gentlemen, is what we would have to do. Okay, Uh, because because here we can only share it so far. You know, we would literally have to call into their radio shows, call into their morning shows, call into their podcasts and tell them what is what. And and the point of that would be not to jam up their communication. The point of that would be so that their audience could hear another truth so that their audience could hear another version of reality that they are being kept from, okay? They are being kept from this truth, ladies and gentlemen. And because of this, you have little uh, six-inch stiletto panty boys like Volodymyr Zelensky, who's still crying and complaining about needing support, and the MSM saying, oh, well, you know, now Volodymyr is crying over some wretched, wretched images coming out of Ukraine. Ladies and gentlemen... The stuff that they have on the interwebs, I'm willing to trust. I don't speak Russian. I don't speak Ukrainian. But I'm willing to bet the stuff that people are showing is real. So, what I wanted to do tonight, ladies and gentlemen, this is kind of just a brief intermission between document. We're doing a movie night tonight, guys. So we started with Revealing Ukraine, which was phenomenal because obviously in Ukraine on Fire, it tells us and it taught us how they set up all of these uh, colored revolutions and it laid out plain and clear the way it happened. Now, they are able to do this, but they are not able to uh, identify who the perpetrators behind this, even though they do. It's a lot more than inference. It's a lot more than inference 
about um, uh, who done it in regards to the code. We know it is the Open Societies, George Soros. We know it is the Deep State Department, the State Department. We know it was particularly during the Obama administration, even with people like John McCain going on over there and Lindsey Graham going on over to Ukraine telling them, hey, we're here to support you people in Maidan Square against your government, which at that point was being run by Yanukovych, who was a Russian favoring president that was duly elected. But we have senators, representatives, uh, uh, unelected bureaucratic officials going over there and telling the people of Ukraine, we're on your side, so let's turn it up a notch. Who gets away with that? Who gets away with that? What would happen if Putin was down in Portland telling Antifa, hey, we're on your side, Chaz Bono, uh, you society. I don't know, the little Chaz sector, was it Chaz Bono society or the Chaz Bono like block party or whatever it was? I know I'm being facetious, guys. I'm being facetious. I know Chaz Bono had nothing to do with it, all right? But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it was called Chaz, wasn't it? Anyways, so what would happen if Putin was over there telling the Antifers and the BLMers, yeah, we're on your side. We'll bet, you know, the, down with the, your government. It would never happen, ladies and gentlemen. So why the hell does uh, Nancy Pelosi and, and, and John McCain and Lindsey Graham and Victoria Newland and all of those bad actors get to go over there and tell that to uh, um, a concerned and semi-enraged group of Ukrainians in Kiev? Ladies and gentlemen, they have, they have totally blown their cover. They have totally blown their cover, ladies and gentlemen. And we need to hold them accountable. They can't get away with this. They cannot get away with this, ladies and gentlemen. You know, and uh, so, so Ukraine on Fire showed us all of the deets, right? It showed us everything about that particular um, um, coup d'etat that was initiated by Western-backed powers, globalists, nationalists. I'm sorry, not nationalists, globalists, not nationalists. Globalists, all right, strike that. Globalists, not nationalists. Then we have uh, this, this uh, documentary that we just watched that was called, again, Revealing Ukraine, part two of Ukraine on Fire. Uh, you know, that it was very revealing. Like he was speaking with um, a former head of the Ukrainian government that was ousted. Um, he is being Oliver Stone. And, and they could identify every which way that the United States government influenced the operations during that coup period in Maiden. Guys, it's insane. It's insane. The evidence is all there. They even have them on film uh, when we're talking about the snipers that killed the protesters. And then and then the government said the government, the United States government, the deep state department says, oh, well, you know, the West really can't help you, Ukraine, uh, um, against Yanukovych unless 100 people die. If 100 protesters die, then the West can be like, we're going to come out and help you. 
And what happens? They kill a hundred of those people. And, and the worst part of that, guys, is the people who were talking with the deep state department. And we're talking about Victoria Newland. Okay. We're talking about, uh, Ned Price. We're talking about, uh, ah, what was the guy? What was the name of that one guy? Um, a Pyatt, Jeffrey Pyatt. You know, these were the people who were in charge, um, as, as administered by the Obama administration to work in Ukraine. Let's not forget about Biden. Okay, Biden has also been over there. And they talked about that also, where Biden was over there addressing the Ukrainian parliament, talking about like, oh, well, these decisions have been made offshore, but this is what you need to do, Ukraine, in order to ensure that, you know, things go the way we want them to go. Okay, such disrespect for a nation, such disrespect, Dane for a people that Biden thinks that he can go over there and address address a sovereign nation that way? Disgusting. But as they were talking about in that interview between Oliver Stone and this individual, um, they, they knew it. They knew it. We had three members of far-right um, far right allegiances, okay, that, that addressed this with the Deep State Department, including Victoria Newland. okay? Now, we, we aired, I, it was like episode 250-something of the C-Report. It was called The Deep State Brings Out Their Rats in Ukraine, where we introduced you guys again to Victoria Newland, And there were some chats in the comments to the effect of, why are we listening to this bitch? She's boring. Let me tell you why. Okay, I think we can see why now. Okay, we can see why now we were listening to what Victoria Newland had to say. And that was because she is so deeply embedded in this um, regime change and this coup and this protest that it need, she, she needs to have a little bit of a spotlight shining on her head, ladies and gentlemen. So Victoria Newland meets with these far right leaders. And then if you guys recall, between the phone conversation that was leaked with Victoria Newland and Jeffrey Pyatt... She said, fuck the European Union. We need, uh, we need well, Yana, 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 Yani. I don't know. Whoever it was that they had stand in for him. Whoever they put in, whoever they installed needed to be talking with those three far right wing leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. I don't have their names on me right now. I'm not Lee Stranahan. I don't got this stuff memorized, but um, I know what I'm talking about at this point, guys. I know what I'm talking about at this point. So... All the evidence is there, you know, and and it really goes back into what's going on now, because what's going on now around the world stage is not being reported here. And that is that many countries are looking to America's involvement in the biolabs, in the funding of the biolabs, in the plans for these biolabs, and also what other kind of weapons they were making. But they're not reporting that here. They're not reporting that here. But it's happening right now, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, we're not going to talk about the biolabs tonight, okay? Uh, What I want to do is I want to focus in on these Nazis, all right, ladies and gentlemen? So um, what we're going to do for the rest of the night, uh, I told you guys, we're going to have a movie night tonight. So we already did one documentary. 
I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to shut up in a few minutes and we're going to run another documentary for tonight. Uh, but before we do that, um, we're going to run some videos that I want you guys to see. OK, uh, and we're going to we're just going to we're going to talk about the Nazis real quick. We're going to we're going to get ourselves up to speed on what's going on with the Nazi situation in Ukraine. It's pretty interesting. Uh, some of the information that I came across um, while I was I mean, I just, you know, uh, it's out there, ladies and gentlemen. This information is out there. Um, so anyways, uh, let, let me see what we got uh, geared up for you guys before we get on to the next documentary. The next documentary we're going to watch is actually another one on Ukraine. Um, and it's, it's, it's a pretty heavy one. Um, so I'm looking forward to sharing that with you guys. The first documentary I want, I mean, the first video I want to show you guys, cause you guys know I share the news. I'm more of like a speaking aggregator of news, right? I'm a curator of news. So I, I don't, I don't necessarily, I, I write articles sometimes. I, I mean, I want to start doing videos, not just live streaming, uh, but till then, I'm here to share the information, okay? I'm here as an aggregator of information, as a, uh, as a, uh, a connoisseur cur curator of true world information, if you will. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com, that's www.thecreport.com, and be sure to follow us on our social medias, Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, Clout Hub, and Pilt.net. So um, I'm going to share some videos with you guys. I'm going to share two of them to start. Um, it comes from um, a channel called Newfound News Network. And they have two videos that I wanted to share with you guys about the situation with the Nazis in Ukraine. Okay. Uh, because again, this type of information is information that should not escape the mainstream, lamestream, shamestream, fake news, legacy, mockingbird, propaganda, pedophile media. They need to eat this and they need to know that we know about it. In fact, you know, 202-224-3121, ladies and gentlemen, 202-224-3121, capital switchboard. Let your, let your senators, let your representatives know. Call your state legislators as well and let them know, hey, we know the score. We know the deal. We know there are Nazis, you know, we'll fax you the documentation if you don't believe me. And uh, they need to stop. They need to stop. They need to let Putin finish his denazification of Ukraine. They need to let Putin finish his military special operation. And we just need to let that be because at this point, guys, and let me tell you something one before we get into these, before we get into these, um, these videos, this is the reason why I believe President Trump says, this is the reason why I believe President Trump speaks ill about Putin's choice to go into Ukraine. 
Putin, uh, President Trump says, if I were in office, Putin would never have gone into Russia. I mean, into Ukraine. Uh, um, uh, Putin decided to go into that a bad move. This is what President Trump has said. So, you know, we as a uh, we we as the willing to to receive this information have to decipher through that. What is President Trump trying to say when he says, if I were in office, Putin never would have done that, which I believe. Putin going into Ukraine, a bad decision. Stupid, says President Trump. This is the reason why I feel that President Trump makes those statements. And that is because what what is one of the biggest things that President Trump was able to accomplish in regard to his fight against the globalists and the deep state. It was lack of loss of innocent life. Why do you think we did not have a Myanmar-style coup here, a military coup d'etat? In the United States of America, when they could have done it, the military could have come down. They had enough evidence to, to, to show that there was international interference and a whole other lot of shenanigans going on in that 2020 election. They've had they've had everything probably since like 2016. They've probably had everything since 2012, guys. Okay, you know, they've had the they know about the child trafficking, okay? And we're going to run a documentary later on tonight about that, all right? After Ukraine, we're going on to save the children, guys. But they have known for a long time what was going on, okay? They've had this information. They know everything. They could have brought the military in and the military could have definitely um, performed a coup d'etat of the civilian government to shut them down, which is what I think, which is exactly what I think Myanmar was. Myanmar was like, oh, we let the Democrats and progressives come in and here they go starting their shit again. Looks like we're going to have to cut them out again. And that's what happened. That's what happened. The funny thing about Myanmar is the military went after uh, the president who was duly elected, right? What was her name? Sing Ching Pung Pong or whatever her name was. And she was using the military to perform a genocide on a sector of people there in Myanmar. And now... Joe Biden and the mainstream media are saying that the military is provide is doing a, a genocide on those same people, the 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 Rangors or something like that. They're they're uh, they're um, uh, a group of people removed from Bangladesh that went over to Myanmar, and they are not accepted in any country, and they're dealing with that. Now, President Trump could have done that. But had President Trump or had the military, you know, you know what? Let's put President Trump aside. The military had all of the intel information evidence there. The military could have acted. But if they had done that, there would have been a kinetic war. There would have been blood. There would have been loss of innocent life. And worst of all, they probably would have brought the white hats and the blue hats into America 
to try and uh, sustain peace under martial law. Here comes the United Nations. That's why I believe that did not happen. So when President Trump says Putin is stupid and he made a mistake for going into Ukraine, I think the reason why he says that is because so much innocent life has been lost in Ukraine by making that move. And I don't fault Putin, okay? I don't fault Putin for that. But think about it. What are, what are the number one stories we hear coming out of Ukraine, if you're looking at the right places? That the Azov Battalion and the right sector are using civilians as shields. They are killing children. They are killing the elderly. They are, they are, they are saying basically, they're saying they're holding them as hostage against the Russian armies. They are shelling their own towns. They are blowing up and hiding bombs and hiding weapons in kindergarten classes and in, and in infirmaries. That is what the Nazis are doing in Ukraine. There's a lot of innocent life that has been lost. And that, I think, is President Trump's point. How would they have done it? How else could they have done it? I don't know. I don't know. I have no answers for that. I don't know how you could have gotten rid of these Nazis in Ukraine without some type of kinetic skirmish. I don't know. But I think that is what President Trump's point is about Putin going into Ukraine, is that, you know what, maybe there's some respect that you took the chance and you made the move to take out this really, really bad group of individuals that are running around in this country. And think about it, guys. The Nazis have been in Ukraine since 1943, okay? Under Stephen Bandera, they were there. The nationalist Ukrainian Nazis, okay? And then when Obama went in and he struck away the law that said they could not fund the Azov Battalion and the IDAR Battalion in 2015, money started to flow into Ukraine to back up these neo-Nazis, okay? And they had been there since before that, and they've been recruiting since before that. We are in 2022, 2021, seven, eight, ten years that they have to recruit more neo-Nazis, neo-nationalists, far-right extremists into Ukraine. And here we have the left, the progressives, the LGBT, the Democrats, the socialists, who are I stand with Ukraine and they call us Nazis. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They cannot get away with this. They cannot get away with these lies and deception and ignorance. It needs to be shown to them because they have cried Nazi for the last five years and now they're backing up Nazis. And I cannot tell you guys how laughable it is it's it's it's, it's so laugh it's just 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's Sunday. I hope you guys are enjoying the show out there. We won't be here for a whole lot longer, but because we got some more documentaries to show tonight. So let me go ahead and get these videos rolling for you guys real quick. Just want to say, hey, J2 Dank, thank you for gifting the can. Thanks for joining us. Railing on, thank you for the 117 gold pills and two in the pink. Thank you for gifting those shades, my friend. It's good to see you guys. Whiskey Blue, Persnick, In the House, Connie Ketchup, 123SKG. Uh, okay, sorry, guys. I'm not going to read through the comments. Um, a specific. I'll, I'll go back and read them for sure, but I, we need to keep on rolling here. We need to keep on rolling here. Whiskey Blue, if you want me to play Porky's, we'll do it at midnight or something like that, okay? It's going to be after the Child Save the Child documentary, though, okay? <laughs> Does anyone got a copy of Porky's around here? We can play for Whiskey Blue. Anyways, okay. All right. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and take a look at this video. Again, this comes from the Newfound News Network. Uh, the title of the video is The Azov Battalion and the Denazification of Ukraine. Okay, so that's, uh, that's the Azov Battalion and the denazification of Ukraine. So we're going to take a look at this one and one other video. They're short videos. They're like 10 minutes. They're not that long. And, uh, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll gab a little bit about it. And then we'll get to our next documentary for tonight. Okay, guys? So let me... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I would want to watch Porky's after watching the video. I'm going to show you guys about uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Pedo Gate and, uh, and Pedo Wood. We're, I don't know if you guys have seen the one that I'm going to show you guys tonight, but I think it's kind of new, uh, just based on some of the content that is shown in the video. So uh, you guys stay tuned. It's movie night, and we're going to have a good time tonight. Uh, let's go ahead and get this rolling, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, here we go. Welcome back, brothers and sisters, to the Newfound News Network. News for the people, by the people. I hope everyone's staying free out there in this brave new world. Today we will be looking into the neo-Nazi problem in Ukraine. In this video, I want to make a short presentation about the Russian President Vladimir Putin's claims of cleansing Ukraine from the right-wing extremist groups and Azov Battalion and its relationship with the Ukrainian government. Uh, the Western media has finally caught on to this claim and they're already engaged in damage control. What we are concerned with in this video is who is Azov and what is their relationship uh, with the Ukrainian government itself, right? And this is kind of the basic fact that a lot of people miss. If you were this, if you were, you know, a right wing, you know, dissident right winger, um, especially in 2014, etc., you knew exactly who these people were, right? You had a very good idea of who these people were and it's kind of funny, you know, I was one of them. I, so it's kind of funny seeing that these people are, you know, re-emerging again. But to kind of give you a short introduction of Azov, and this is from Wikipedia, you can read this yourself, but um, Azov Battalion is a right-wing extremist and unit of the National Guard of Ukraine. What does it mean that they're part of the National Guard of Ukraine? That means they're part of the Ukrainian military and they're also part of the gendarmerie. And the gendarmerie is a law enforcement uh, you know, it's it's a it's a military force with law enforcement duties among the civilian population. So not only are they military, they also, you know, some of them also enforce Ukrainian laws within Ukrainian borders. And as you can see in the images on the right, 
you can see some of the allegiances that they have and the allegiances that a lot of people will consider not good, especially the image on the bottom left is my favorite one, where the, the NATO flag and then the Oslo flag and then the Vinmilo friendship flag all together, right? Best friends, best allies all together in the same place. But, uh, you know, Oslo is based in Mariupol in the Oslo Sea coastal region. It has been fighting Russian separatist forces in the Donbass for, and it was formed in May 2014. But um, in November 2014, they were incorporated into the National Guard of Ukraine. And since then, all members are official soldiers serving in the National Guard. This is not even debated, right? And before this was the case, I mean, really recent until like the recent years, they were also funded by Igor Kolomoisky, who is part of the ethnic group. Let's say that he's part of the ethnic group that Azov's ideology is fundamentally against. And this kind of raises a question mark. How is that the case, right? How, how is that the case that these people, I mean, the same is for Russia, right? So there's a Russian paramilitary group called Wagner, whose leader is a, uh, uh, he has funny symbology on his pattern on his body. I'll just say that he also is backed by a oligarch that it, that again his ideology is fundamentally against. Who this one is Yevgeny Prigozhin, and so this goes to show that you know these billionaires they don't care about the ideological beliefs of these people. They're just pawns. These extremists are just pawns used by these billionaire groups, but. What I want to talk about right now is the is a defense that some people make. Well, okay, so all you're just saying is Ukraine has extremists, which is really not the case. But you're just saying Ukraine has extremists. Well, all countries have extremists. We can't just say that Ukraine is an extremist country just because they have extremists in their borders. The difference is, right, what makes Ukraine a special case in this regard is that this extremist group has been officially recognized and funded by the Ukrainian government. The same cannot be said for Russia, right, for instance. But the same can actually be said for the U.S. Before I talk about this, I want to talk about um, American funding and training of Azov between 2016 and 2018. So in 2016, the ban on the funding of Azov was lifted by Congress approval, right? Congress approved the lifting of the ban. And so for two years, the U.S. military, the U.S. government, more correctly, has provided training and weaponry for Azov Battalion. Again, in 2018, this ban was restated by Congress, though, you know, you can argue, again, uh, behind the scenes, right, there was maybe still some funding, etc. I mean, this is, art, this article uh, seems, to, seems to suggest that, seems to argue that. Um, and all of these links in here are, you know, all of these screenshots, etc. they're all going to be in the description below so you can read the articles, news articles yourself. But what I want to focus on, especially this, you know, NATO Twitter page uh, and all of these different Twitter pages showing images of Ukrainian soldiers and all of these images, they always seem to have someone with interesting, art, uh, how shall I say, interesting marks on them, right? Like this woman, this NATO Twitter page, uh, you know, supporting the idea of Ukrainian women fighting in the military as if it's something praiseworthy. They happen to have funny symbology. If you look into this symbology, that's all I'm going to say. If you actually look into this, this symbol and what it means, uh, you're going to, you're going to see exactly the point that I'm trying to make. Okay. This is a, 
it's not an innocent symbol, okay? It is a right-wing extremist symbol. Um, and Azov, right, the, one of the leaders of the National Corps of Azov, who's part of the political wing of Azov, says, are you scared of Azov? All of Ukraine is now Azov. So, you know, these people do have ambitions. They're not willing to just be some small part of Ukraine. Really, they just want to influence the entirety of Ukraine. By the way, these people have also been used to persecute Orthodox Christians in Russia as well, right? So there's a famous video online, I think it's titled Ukraine, uh, Orthodox Faithful Confront Ukrainian Nationalists, where these Ukrainian nationalists are trying to agitate the Orthodox Christians, and the Orthodox Christians are challenging them to say a simple Our Father prayer, and these people can't even say a simple Our Father prayer, but they pretend to be Orthodox Christians. Really, they are just... Uh, pseudo-nationalist, they're not, you know, I, I call them pseudo-nationalist, pseudo-nationalist agitators, right? They're just trying to uh, sow division in Ukraine between the Orthodox faithful and Ukrainians. But um, again, uh, that, the, that the funding is done by, you know, Israeli uh, billionaires, etc. I mean, the rights groups themselves have claimed, claimed this being the case. Um, again, the U.S. government has funded this extremist group uh, officially, and if you're going to say, oh, well, they, they just didn't know who these were. I mean, that just goes, to, doesn't that, aren't you just saying that Congress is so clueless that they don't even know who they're funding, right? And now recently, it seems like the U.S. government has approved a $14 billion funding of Ukraine or something like that, right? When people have been, you know, uh, those kinds of monetary, how should I say, packages for American people, no, they don't even use that. The American government doesn't do that, but for foreign governments, they're more than happy to use that much money for foreign governments, right? Just goes to show where their priorities are. And their, um, and before I move on to their puppets and why you shouldn't listen to them, um, I want to talk about famous Ukrainian journalists, right? You know, if I say famous because of this war, famous Ukrainian journalists also are friends with Azov, right? So, for example, Ilya Ponomarenko, who we used in the previous video uh, to disprove the Snake Island lies, he makes fun of the idea that there are far-right extremist groups in Ukraine that are supposed to be, you know, taking power, etc., and having all of these, all of this influence. Well, Ilya, uh, my little boy, you shall not have posted these tweets if you didn't want them to be used against you. As you can see, he is very friendly with Azov, uh, who is, again, right, far-right extremist group. And uh, he even calls some people like Igor Prozapas, who is a former chief artillery officer with Azov, has passed away. And he calls him a good friend. Um, in, uh, on, on April 2019, he posted a tweet where he says that he's brother, brothers in arms. Right, and, he, and this is you know he's talking about August 2017 when Azov guys consecrated me him as a artillery guy, right? He called you know he said he used the term brothers in arms. So he considers himself brothers in arms with Azov. Um, he says chilling out with Azov guys in Donbass, um, and he even talks about some people. Yeah, so he again, uh, Igor Prozapas was a Kiev Post contributor too. So it's something to think about, right? And in terms of Putin giving the message that it's okay to invade, invade countries, I think the United States sent that message when it invaded Afghanistan. I think the United States gave that message when it invaded 
uh, Syria. I think the United States gave that message when they murdered Muammar Gaddafi in Libya. And we, of course, can't forget what we did to Saddam Hussein in, in Iraq. So, uh, and by the way, Putin isn't trying to take over Ukraine. If he wanted to do that, it would have been done three or four days ago. So what is he trying when to he's do? Trying, he's not trying to take over Ukraine. He's trying to demilitarize and denazify the country. And, at, and in that the process, means, and in the process is is uh, invading and destroying civilian uh, locations, and civilians are dying along the way, being killed along the way, and the accusation that. Uh, the Ukraine is run by Nazis is that's debatable and it's also a hard no, to I didn't say it was run by I didn't say it was run by Nazis. I didn't say it was run by Nazis. What I said is there's a very strong uh, Nazi contingent called the Azov Brigade in Ukraine that the United States through the CIA has been funding, training, and used in twenty fourteen to overthrow the democratically uh, elected government let of me, Victor Yankovic. Uh, 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 let me pull uh, Mary in here. Like always, let me know your thoughts in the comments section. Until next time, friends, stay free in this new world order. God bless. Okay, there you go, guys. So, that you know, that's pretty good. Now, we've been covering all of this information here at the sea report since january right we've been covering all of we've got the articles we've got the proof we've got everything that you need to know uh, the pictures the photos about their the history of steven bandera where these people came from how they've been funded by obama how they've been funded through the united states and the fbi just like they said in this uh this last video that last segment in this video guys that last segment of this video is very telling, right? What was that? PBS, the black hour, right? And like, they, they want to fight with him, right? They want to fight with him. Like, oh, oh, it's debatable. But, but you saw, okay, now the reason why I wanted to share this video with you guys is because uh, the, the individual who put it together, and again, that was, uh, that was uh, what did we say it was? New, news Now, Newfound News Broadcast. Um, I have the links to these videos mirror, uh, for, since I'm mirroring them in my broadcast on my Rumble page. Uh, so if you want to check out, it's Newfound News Network, okay? So, uh, the, but they showed you guys how exactly, how deeply involved these neo-Nazis, they've been there since 14, they've been funded since 16, I said 15 earlier, Forgive me, but apparently since 16, I think I think the bill was on the table in 2015. I guess Obama struck it down in 2016 for funding the Azov Battalion in Ukraine. Um, but um, uh, but they've been there since before that. I mean, there there have been far right extremist nationalists in Ukraine since the 40s, the 1940s. Okay. Uh, uh, they followed Stephen Bandera, who was a known Nazi and who was known to have um, been a very violent, crude, and uh, an ugly human being. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, what what I really appreciated about this video that was put together by this newfound news network is that they showed you context. They showed you how since that time, since 2014, was that all about eight years ago, right? 2014, six, yeah, about eight years ago, 
they've embedded into the politics of Ukraine more and deeper than just being an admitted battalion into the Ukrainian National Guard. Now they're not just militant, but now they're in office. Now they're doing this and that. So that's what I really appreciated about this because, like I said, we've we've read the articles here at the Sea Report. We've shown you guys the pictures. You know, we've given you guys the links, all of it, golden information. But, you know, I ain't a video creator. I'm trying to become one. I'm trying to start working on videos. But um, that's the, that just puts it together very concisely and neatly, ladies and gentlemen. Very concisely and neatly. Uh, so the next one that I'm going to share with you guys... Do I want to share with this one you next? Uh, okay, no, we're going to wait for this one first. Okay, before we get to this video, let's take a look at this. Okay, this is an article from vnexplorer.net. Azov Battalion accused of committing inhuman crimes against Ukrainians they're supposed to protect. Now, this is where the narrative really breaks down, ladies and gentlemen. This is where the narrative really breaks down for the mainstream, lamestream, shamestream, fake news, legacy, mockingbird, propaganda, pedophile media who keep on telling us lies and keep on feeding ignorance to individuals that listen to their shit, okay? To individuals that listen to their, their, their bull crap, right? Is that this is what's going on. Now, in that last segment on that video we just watched in the PBS News Hour with whatever it was, you know, the woman's like, oh, okay, so Putin's going in there to denazify and demilitarize while he's killing civilians, while he's destroying structures, while he's killing innocent people. No, it's not Putin. It's not the Russians who are doing that. It is these neo-nationalistic Nazi forces that are doing that. They are the ones who are killing the people. They are the ones who are shelling and bombing Ukrainian structures, households, and families because they have nowhere else to go. They are a cornered dying beast and they are striking out. Okay, so if if the people of Ukraine want to flee, if they if they want to go down one of those humanitarian corridors that's been agreed upon by the Russians and the neo-Nazis, guess what? As soon as they start to walk down that path, the neo-Nazis shoot them in the back. That's what's going on in Ukraine. That's what is happening in Ukraine. These Nazis are killing the innocent people and the mainstream, lamestream, shamestream, fake news, legacy, mockingbird, pedophile, propaganda media is telling the American people and the rest of the Western world that it's Russia that is doing this shit. And that is what has so aggravated me right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I am sorry. I usually try and keep my spirits a little bit higher on the vibrational uh, spectrum. But I'm just telling you guys, it is a crime against humanity that the media is getting away with this. They are complicit in the death of thousands of innocent Ukrainians. They are complicit and they are guilty. They have blood on their hands, this MSM, Legacy Mockingbird Media. And I hope 
that when the dust settles and the light is shining down upon the carnage that they have wrought upon this country and the people of Ukraine, that they are held accountable and they are shut down. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment that the mainstream media can be shut down. Because they profligated this war, they spent as much energy as they could to ensure that we were ignorant and didn't know what the hell was going on, and they are responsible and should be held accountable for the lies and the deception that have caused this carnage to occur. Ladies and gentlemen, let's look at this article. I need to catch my breath, okay? (laughs) I'm sorry. I got to catch my breath. Let's take a look at this. Azov Battalion accused of committing inhuman crimes against Ukrainians they're supposed to protect. This is uh, late March. This is like the 20, 26, 27th of March that this came out, this article. Now, now there you're, there's your Nazis in Ukraine, okay? You might not see a swastika, liberal, left, pro- progressive, communist, socialists. But this is your Azov Battalion, your IDAR Battalion, your right sector battalion in Ukraine, ladies and gentlemen, okay? There's a picture of them. Read it, absorb it, digest it, uh, uh, accept it through osmosis, whatever you not, whatever you need to do, liberal, left, Democrat, socialist, progressive, communist, LGBTQIA+, 35, you need to accept this reality. You are responsible for continuing this war in Ukraine. You're complicit, you're commiserant of all of it. All of it. People are dying. People are dying in Ukraine because these fools on the left can't seem to wipe their own ass with a bit of truth, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm just about done with it tonight anyways. Okay, so it says here. The Azov Battalion, which has become a contentious topic for Ukraine as well as its aid givers, has, be, has again been accused of committing inhuman attacks on Ukrainians they are supposed to protect. A Twitter user who goes by the name of Juan Sinmiero with an, a user ID of at you black soul posted several videos of Twitter where Russophones people who decided not to take up arms and people mistaken for being collaborators were being beaten up after being tied to lampposts. The videos were graphic in nature and the authenticity of those videos could not be verified independently by News 18. The videos or video clips shared by the aforementioned Twitter use also shared videos where Russophone people from Maripol said that the Azov Battalion fighters allegedly attacked civilians trying to escape Maripol and thank the Russian soldiers for their safe passage. And so there was a thread here. Hundreds of civilians have been punished for diverse reasons in Ukraine by paramilitary groups and the National Guard, the Azov Battalion. Strong footage, tortures, abuse, humiliation, even of kids and girls. Now, this one, uh, this uh, you, Black Soul on Twitter, I looked that up and they have executed his account. Okay, this account has been suspended for violating Twitter terms and services. So it's not there. If you try and look for it, I tried to look for I tried to look for it. But um, well, let me tell you what. 
we have some stuff to share with you guys. Okay, we found some more. We found some of the footage. Anyways, uh, the Russian side has attacked the United States and the NATO. Uh, the Russian side has attacked the U.S. and the NATO for keeping mum regarding the Azov Battalion. The Azov Battalion has neo-Nazi roots and are a section of Ukraine nationalists. The Azov Battalion was also roped in in 2014 during the early days of Russia-Ukraine crisis following the annexation of Sevastopol in Crimea. Azov was introduced to the national militia in 2018 and is currently helping Ukraine defend Maripol, but the inclusion of Azov in the military operation have cast a doubt on the United States and NATO's anti-Nazi stance. Oh, let's not forget Israel, right? Let's not forget Israel, the Zionist nation that is aiding Nazis in killing Ukrainians, okay? We're going to put them on the table also. Maybe I'm not going to save them for last, okay? Journalist Glenn Greenwald in a tweet highlighted that the United States media is busy doing Ukraine and anti-Russia PR and shared a news report where the New York Times called the Azov Italian neo-Nazi in an old article and shared another picture where in a report the group was described as far right in its political beliefs. New York Times of 2015 says Azov Italian is openly neo-Nazi. That's from New York Times. Azov Battalion is far right. All you have to do is lose your status as a Nazi is fight on the side of the United States, Greenwald said in a tweet. That's New York Times 2015. Azov Battalion, openly neo-Nazi. And New York Times, apparently, uh, the day before this was published, said Azov Battalion is far right. All you have to do is lose... Okay, so that's from the tweet. Anyways, the battalion consisting of so-called nationalists and far-right radicals are now helping Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky defend Ukraine's Maripol, but denial of their existence or not holding them accountable for their alleged crimes could haunt Ukraine, which continues to be pummeled by Russian waves of attack. Now, you know, that's why I'm saying when they were talking about that last segment on that last video that we just saw, where you have uh, you have you have them saying, "Oh, but Russia's going over there killing innocent people while they're trying to demilitarize and denazify, and Russia's going over there and they're bombing and shelling." No, it's not Russia. It is, in fact, the Nazis. They're, they are they are attacking because they are dying. They are being exterminated. We got more footage for you guys. Okay. Hey, Just Jules, what's going on? Thank you so much for gifting the shades. Appreciate it. Appreciate your donations. And uh, likewise to you as well, Whiskey Blue, for gifting the can. Doing what I can here, sir. Okay, so uh, what we're going to look at now before we get into that last video and after the video, we're going to get into the next documentary on Ukraine. Okay? Uh, and I, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, so uh, this is actually... Okay, so uh, You Black Souls, that was the, the Twitter account that was banned, was from this dude, Juan Sinmiedo. This is his Twitter... Uh, this is his... Tw- no, this is his, what is this? What, this is his Telegram account, okay? So we're going to look at his Telegram account so we can see some of what what is what, right? We can see what is what going on over here. Um, I think I started the feed at about April 1, okay? 
April 1. Just so we can this is this is this is their documentation of what's going on in on the ground in Ukraine right now. Okay? So we'll play, we'll we'll just peruse this. Let me give you guys a bigger a bigger view of it. We'll peruse this, you know, guys, so you can see what's up. And uh, let's see here. Uh, what's this video say? Soviet World War II veteran gives some memories about the many battles he fought during the liberation of Ukraine and gives a message to the Russian troops currently in Ukraine. Let me see if this plays. Oh, it does play. Okay. All right. I don't think I can expand it. Maybe I could do this. Uh-huh. Okay. I want to just make sure you guys get a good picture. So it's only 26 seconds long. So let's play this real quick so we can see what this uh, World War II veteran has to say to the Russian soldiers. Ladies and gentlemen. Interesting, isn't that, guys? Now, that actually is, is quite reflective of history. If you guys know your history, if you, if, if, if y'all, and I'm talking about my audience over at the Foxhole or at Pilda, I know you guys know your history, okay? But I'm talking about anyone who happens to come across this, uh, this program. If you know your history, if you've cared enough to kind of, you know, do your own dig into it, then you know, ladies and gentlemen, oh, they said we had no sound. Hold on. Did we have no sound on that? Oh, uh, that's, I have no sound. Thank you, Mental States of America, over there at Twitch. Uh, what I was saying right now is that um, uh, this, what, what this, this gentleman just said in that video is actually quite congruent with what we know of history. And if we know our history of World War II and how we had the Russians fighting the Nazis, right? They're, they went after, and Germany tried to get into Russia and Russia just kicked their asses, okay? Russia's always been fighting Nazis. Now, Russia ha suffered a lot of death at the hands of the Nazis, okay? They have been the enemies of Nazis for decades, okay? So that actually, this statement by this Ukrainian World War II veteran actually, or Soviet World War II veteran, it actually is, uh, is, is, is right on par. Thanks again, Mental States of America, for the heads up. Because <laughs> I got everyone over at the foxhole now. You're muted, you're muted, you're muted. Anyways, so very interesting. Uh, let's see what this one says. It says, a Russian official on how Maripol nationalists, that's, that's the Nazis, have their opportunity to surrender and they wasted it. Okay, so let's see what this has to say. So like I said, we're going to go through a few of these. I got one more quick video from Newfound News Network and then we're going to end this stream. And uh, 15 minutes after we cut this stream, we'll be back live on foxhole.appill.net, Clout Hub, Twitch, and Rumble with another documentary. And I'll tell you guys what that is once we get to that point guys but uh let's let's uh let's take this in for a minute and uh see what see what this man has to say уже было сделано такое предложение они отказались 
Поэтому они считают уже не боевики, они являются преступниками, потому что они убивали гражданское население. Да, мы гарантируем сохранить этим жизнь, но не говорим, что мы их отпустим. Окей. Okay. So not, so not, uh, so not a, a long video there, but apparently the Russians gave the Azovites the option of laying down their arms and preserving their life, but they chose not to go with that. And uh, that correlates with other stories that I've read in the area. Okay. Okay. So let's see what else we got here. This media is too big for me to play unless I'm actually on Telegram. So we won't get to play it. it oh, no. We're going to look at something like that very similar. Uh, this photo here. Actually, let me go ahead and expand that again for you guys so you can see what's up. Um, and we'll do like this. And we'll do like this. I think that's good. Uh, and I apologize, guys, if some of these photos are graphic, but this is, um, well, we're sharing it with you guys now. Russian prisoner murdered. Strange way to die. This man had obviously his hands up when was shot. So this is a prisoner of war. Killed by the Azov, a battalion. And we need to make sure that we get that straight, guys. Like, they're not fighting the Ukrainian army. They're fighting Nazis who are embedded in their army. Mental States of America says, I heard that the regular Ukrainian army wanted to retreat from Maripol, but were stopped by the militias and firefights broke out between them. That's interesting because that also I can corroborate that with other stories that I've heard about things like that happening where you have the Ukraine because, you know, during Putin's let me let me go ahead and expand myself here for a minute during Putin's address to the uh, Ukrainian army. He said he said in at least two of his speeches, Putin said, my Ukrainian brothers, you know, don't fight us. Fight. Uh, uh, we, are, we are here to take out the Nazis. Lay down your arms. We will, we will return you to your families. We will release you back, my Ukrainian brothers. We are here to take out the Nazis. Putin said this several times, okay? And at least in two official speeches to, when he addressed the people of Russia and the people of the world. Putin said this, okay? So that, that what you stay there, mental states of America, actually quite corroborates that independently from some of the things that I have seen. And then here you see uh, this one photo of a Russian prisoner of war. I, I'm sorry, guys. It's, it's, I'm so, sorry to keep this photo up so long. Let me go ahead and move it, move it on down. Let's see what we got here. Uh, warning, strong footage. Two Russian prisoners of war with severe burns are harassed and denied intermediate medical help okay so you guys you see your warning put up your blinders get your chilling out of the room We're, we won't play all of this stuff but you know for the, for the time being we'll we'll look at some of it i mean I mean, we, we don't understand what they're saying unless any of you guys speak Russian in the crowd. But uh, anyways, uh, we'll look at this one. Oh, 
Дуже хуйло. Дуже хуйло. Дуже хуйло. Короче, дивися. Слава Україні. Короче, якщо командири тебе ставлять в живих, ну, бля, я буду проситися, щоб тобі відрізати яйця. Хотя бы. Потому что вы пидоры, сука, 415 годов не забудь, пацаны наши кастрировали. Это я буду ждать. Вот все глупо там, мол, побратимчик, который сейчас лежит, да дырявый весь там выгребает, пиздец. Если я тебе яйца не отрежу, я сниму со всего подраздела. То есть я тебе должен по-любому что-то сделать. Я вас ненавижу, пидоры. Ненавижу до какой степени. Вы детей сидите под Киевом похуярили. Вариуполь, тварь, ебучий. Тихо, все, пацаны, тихо. А ну, называй номер телефона, жены. 8-962 Там сим-карта не вставлена до конца Окей, okay, I'm gonna pause it there, guys I'm gonna pause it there um, I, I appreciate you dropping that comment in there I, I, don't, I don't know if this is true or not, y'all. I, I would honestly have... And I'm not, doubting, I'm not doubting you mental states of America. It's just I don't know for myself for a fact. So I'd have to go look it up. But um, mental states of America, who's joining us over at Twitch, shared a comment. Um, you shouldn't play this, to be honest. According to the Geneva Conventions, uh, humiliation and exposing prisoners of war to public scrutiny is a violation. Okay? So... Um, it, it would be sufficient that filming prisoners of war as public scrutiny and as and is a violation. OK, uh, is that is that? Well, I mean, you know, filming. Prisoners of war, the filmers, I would understand, you know, um, but but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, uh, mental states of America, because either way, you know, where victims are concerned, uh, we, we typically use more discretion. It's just. I want people to see this um, and, and understand it. Okay, so we won't play this video, uh, but I will read it to you. You, you, yeah, you make a good point there, mental states of America. Just imagine if American prisoners of war were filmed like that. We wouldn't want to see that. You're right, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Um, it, it is the truth of war. Um, and in my... In, in my fury for people to get the point, forgive me, two Russian prisoners of war are insulted while taken in a pickup truck. His faces, their faces are severely wounded, but the rest of their bodies are perfectly fine. We wonder which kind of artillery blow or hand grenade or similar thing this does uh, damaged only their faces. Okay, we'll move on from that. Um... A Russian POW is dragged on the floor like a corpse and laid besides two Russian corpses. The man recorded loads his rifle. The Russian prisoner of war begs in terror. Okay. Um, we're going to play this video. So, um, well, let's do it. <laughs> Что ты приехал сюда, блядь, пидорас, сука? Обними, поцелуй. Мужики, мне никакие не выстрелы не сделал. А что ты пиздишь, блядь? Я тоже не сделал. Мой автомат вот там валяется, я без автомата полз. Делал там. Вот где... And all I, all I gotta say about that, guys, is that they're lying about this stuff. 
okay? They're lying about this stuff. So this is no disrespect to Russia. And this is no disrespect to the brave men who are operating on this special mission. But all I got to say, guys, is they're lying about it. How are we going to combat these lies if we don't show them? They need to be shown. They can't be told. They need to be shown. They can't be told. But I appreciate, I appreciate you looking out, mental states. I really do. I appreciate that. I really do appreciate it. Um, let's, see how, let's see what else we got going on here, guys, uh, before we uh, play the final video and wrap it up for our next documentary. Evening of March 25th, video appeared on Telegram with interrogation of an officer captured in same Malaya Rogan, hashtag Kharkov. On footage, he has a cut-off index finger. Militants of Ukrainian formations use such torture against militiamen of the Donetsk People's Republic and the Luhansk People's Republic. Hashtag DPR, hashtag LPR, hashtag war crimes, hashtag Ukraine, hashtag prisoners of war. Okay, and we'll, we'll, we'll skip over that, obviously. But just so you guys know, this is what's going on. More torturers to Russian POW. The Ukrainian army does not know what is the Geneva Convention. This man had his finger cut off. Uh, this is a uh, Ukrainian government official had to give a TV speech to remind everyone that we are a European army. We retreat POW prisoners of war according to Geneva Conventions. Keep watching the video after his appearance. Okay, let's see what this says real quick. Let's check this out. All right, and I apologize, guys. This is graphic footage, okay? Mental states of America, tell, tell the, the mainstream media to stop lying. That's all I got to say. Uh, Ukrainian government official had to give a TV speech. Oh, yeah. So, he's, so this, this Ukrainian government official is telling people, uh, telling the Azov Battalion... Telling, uh, telling, um, you know, uh, these Nazis, uh, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Um, let's see here. We're not going to play this video. Russian POWs lay down on the floor, all of them with wounds on legs or knees. It's the aftermath of previous video a couple of days ago. Check the soldier with the urban camo trousers. People had argued before that they were not bleeding when they shot in a previous um, video. Uh, okay, for you people over at Twitch, I'll I'll check it. Uh, we we are we are marked as an a not a suitable under eighteen uh, over here on Twitch. For for everyone else outside of Twitch, uh, they're prob it sounds like I'm probably going to get knocked off of Twitch for showing this. And you know what? If I get knocked off of Twitch for showing the truth that the mainstream, shamestream, legacy mockingbirds, uh, legacy media, so be it. It's not like I have 
20,000 followers on Twitch. It's not like I have like uh, uh, all of this money rolling in. I don't give a damn about that, okay? If the truth gets out there, it gets out there, okay? I'm not concerned about that right now, but I appreciate your sentiments and your concern because they are concerned, guys. They're they're just telling me to be careful. I don't know about Roxanne 2W plays, but um, you know, I, I mean, I I see I see you guys' concern now. Th- this is Freedom of Information Act, uh, you know, fair use type of stuff, and they're lying to us. Okay, they're lying to the people. All right. I apologize if you guys can't stomach this. We are set as uh, parental discretion advised, not suitable for children, whatever it is, all of that, right? All of that. But you know what? I guess simulated violence is okay, right? But when it gets down to the real people, people don't really want to see what's going on. I'm just saying, guys, I don't like looking at this stuff. I don't watch violence, okay? You know, I don't, that's not my thing. And and that's not the reason why we're sharing this information with you guys. Well, that's good to know, Roxanne2W. Roxanne2W says, I am right wing. I know about the mainstream media. Well, you know, they're not sharing this. I mean, not that they need to share this specific footage, Right. Not that they need to share this, but to acknowledge the fact of reality. Anyways, okay, all right. We'll, we'll, you know, I'll, I'll spare the videos for the rest of this. Uh, um, uh, what is it called? What, what is this called? Not Twitter. Not, not. What is it called? <laughs> Telegram. I'll spell the rest. I'll spare the rest of the footage because you know it, it is true. It is. It, I mean, it is. It is. It is. It is very strongly, I mean, it's just bad. I mean, it is bad. Anyways, okay. So um, let's see what else we got going on here. Oh, we, we could probably play uh, Volodymyr Zelensky uh, playing the piano with his penis, right? I think that, that will uh, kind of uh, cleanse the palate. Uh, this is the kind of material Azov Nazis share with its followers in social media taken from one of their numerous accounts. I don't know. Do we want to see this? I don't know. Let me see what you guys are see- saying over there at uh, Foxhole and uh, Pilled. Uh, let's see here. Russia used to be socialist as union of the Soviet socialists. Yes, we know that. Uh, die with their boots on. Um, that's the only one I've seen. Uh, it's important for people to see just like Ted Koppel took us in. Ted Koppel took us in and showed all of that stuff. Um, I mean, I, I really, I really am feeling it over here with Roxanne and mental because I don't like looking at this type of material. I honestly don't. Um, Hey, sea dragon, what's going on? Uh, let's see here. Well, okay, so Sea Dragon says, fuck the Geneva Convention. It's used to tie the hands of the good guys only. Well, I, all I got to say about that, Sea Dragon, is I would not utilize the same 
uh, methods that the bad guys use. You know what I mean? Like, if they want to torture and pull out fingernails and drive drills into people and to shoot them, I'm not for that. I'm not for that. So, I mean, I guess it would tie... It's just like gun control, right? Gun control laws would never ever stop a crook, a criminal, a bad guy from obtaining and using a gun in an unlawful way. So gun control laws obviously are only meant to tie up the hands of the good guys, right? I think we can agree on that, okay? But, but at the same time, I wouldn't torture someone. I wouldn't waterboard someone. I wouldn't pull their fingernails out. Like, that's what the bad guys do. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't know enough about the Geneva Conventions, but, uh, uh, Nana, Nana Marie 1957 says people need to see the truth. Uh, Connie Ketchup says, good Lord, we've seen kids and people burned alive in cages. The truth must be shown. Whiskey Blue says the truth is a hard pill to swallow. Um... Whiskey Blue's fine with it. He wants to know, but Miss Whiskey Blue also wants to see Porky's tonight. <laughs> and 007 says, Mr. C, if you did not show it, it would not be known that this exists. And I agree with that. I, I'm willing to take the risk of them shutting down my channel. I'm willing to take that risk of them shutting down my channel. But, but also, I do walk that fine line of respect for the prisoners of war, you know, um, let's see here. Um, mental states of America says, I do think that Russia's denazification of Ukraine is somewhat legitimate and denazification means outright destroying the Nazi and Nazi affiliated groups, infrastructure laws, etc., etc. And that's the stance that we've taken here at my channel since this kicked off. You know, and we've been covering the history of Ukraine since Kazakhstan happened in January um, when they had this uprising in Kazakhstan. In fact, I've been meaning to go back to look into Kazakhstan and to see what's going on there now to see if everything that they said that they were going to do is what's actually happening. So we'll probably give you guys an update. We'll probably give you guys an update on Kazakhstan this week. Um, but let's let's finish up with this, guys, uh, so I can show you the one last video, and then we're going to go into our documentary. Now, now keep in mind, when we do our documentary, we're going to cut the feed, and then we'll, we're going to restart the feed with a clean showing of the next documentary on Ukraine. And so there'll probably be a 10 to 15 minute gap between streams, just so you guys know. Hey, Subpack Vet, what's up? Thanks for gifting the cookie. Spit it out. What is it? I ain't going to spit it out for a cookie, maybe two cookies. <laughs> The Sea Report and all the shows on this podcast channel are 100% listener supported. We don't have corporate sponsors. We don't have independent sponsors. Our sponsors are you, the listener. So if you like the work we do and like what we have to say and contribute to the world of news and information and entertainment, please show us your support. Make a monthly donation to help sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash the sea report. Your support is greatly appreciated. From 99 cents per month to 4.99 per month to 9.99 per month. Every donation counts 
and every bit helps. Show your support for The Sea Report and other shows on this podcast channel by visiting anchor.fm slash The Sea Report. And thanks, y'all. Okay, so uh, this here says uh, Bogdan from the uh, Dnieper was detained by SBU for allegedly broadcasting live a bombardment over the city uh, yesterday. You know, hey, thank you guys for uh, interacting a lot over there at Twitcher, Twitcher, at Twitch today. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys uh, and y'all's input and y'all's uh, y'all's uh, y'all's comments and thoughts and y'all's sentiments. So uh, thanks for being in the audience tonight. Uh, Mental and Roxanne and whomever else is lurking out over there at uh, Twitch. Um, let's see here. More photos. Ivan Zalzanek uh, at another Azov fighter funeral. The victim died four days ago on the 27th. This proves Zalzanek uh, was alive at least a day or two after. Probably he is still out there somewhere waiting his end. I don't, I'm not sure which one Zalzanek is. I would guess it's probably this guy right here. Anyways, uh, let's see here. What does this say? Um, at the end of a multi-minute video reportedly originally posted to Ukrainian telegram channels, what appears to be disarmed and bound Russian prisoners of war are seen being unloaded from a van before immediately being shot in the lower body and left without medical. I think that's the video that we actually saw ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we ain't going to waste our time on that. I like this. I saw this. Check this out. What is a Russian bot? An individual who questions or challenges narratives propagated by mainstream media. Oh, they turned it around on us, guys. So I'm going to be over there at the foxhole and be like, I'm a Russian bot. I'm a Russian bot. Anyways, that's just there's a little levity here, guys. Okay, is all I'm saying. A little levity. All right. Okay. So let's. Uh, I would buy that shirt. Also known as a Kremlin troll or a Putin stooge. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is this? Um, another video. Video from the start of the conflict. Russian prisoner of war is searched and found for communist tattoos and tortured. We'll we'll skip it. Uh, here's some photos. Your Ukrainian flag, your um, your Triton right here, Azov and uh, Idar. This is actually Idar Battalion Triton. Um, let's see. It says German far right groups are doing propaganda campaigns and fundraising for Azov. Neo Nazis across all countries are doing all they can to support the neo Nazi units of Ukraine. Mm hmm. Uh, from America, stand strong against the Russian invaders, sending my prayers to the gods of Ukraine and her people. In the United States, dormant cells of worldwide Nazi groups wait their moment. They are watching developments in Ukraine closely. No bueno. No bueno. Um, let's see here. What is this? Ukraine is literally a neo-Nazi state. It must be protected. Hmm. Interesting. So this is what? Media, literature, um, propaganda, um, adver advertisements. This is the kind of propaganda Ukraine neo-Nazis share in their social media and chats with thousands of followers from across the planet. 
Look, they even have Asian neo-Nazis in, uh, in their crowd. Interesting. Uh, look at this misanthrope. The misanthrope division. Do you know, guys, what misanthrope means? It means you hate humans. You hate humankind. You hate mankind. The misanthropy division brotherhood with the neo-Nazi IDAR battalion Triton. We have shared articles about misanthropic division before here. One of the most dangerous radical groups in the planet, regardless of ideology. Now they have access to tanks. So maybe that Asian wasn't one. Let me see here. Um, Can't read that. Russian forces check civilians for Nazi and fascist tattoos in an occupied area outside Maripol. Um, any nationalists who support Russia and Putin should be considered anti-white pig and an enemy of the European world. So if you support Russia, you are an anti-white pig. Putin is not on your side. When Putin says he wants to denazify Ukraine, he says serious. He says serious. He's a typical anti-fascist. Who supports Antifa pigs? Who supports Antifa pigs? Gah! We have these scum here in America. Except they're nowhere near as organized, militarized, trained, or uh, uh, brave. Uh, uh, fearless uh, uh, as the people in <laughs> the, the, you know they probably laugh at Antifa in America <laughs> man the, the Antifers don't stand a chance you get you get a good contingent of, of strong armed patriots on their asses and they turn tail quicker than a freaking they turn tail quicker than uh then a, then a, a, what is those things called? A hedgehog at wintertime. It's not even a hedgehog, right? Anyways, okay. <laughs> Ukrainian far-right appeals to all European nationalist Nazis. Russian troops check people for Nazi tattoos. Putin is Antifa. We are fighting subhumans. If you are a true Nazi, you need to support us. The Nazi world order, ladies and gentlemen. Antifa pigs captured flag of SS bears. I don't know what that means. SS bears, uh, Bolsheviks shelling. Look at Bolsheviks shelling Maripol the same they did in Berlin in 1945. The Bolsheviks were the communists. The Bolsheviks were the ones that went into Russia to get vengeance upon the Russian, uh, the Russian government and uh, family or whatever for kicking them out. Crazy guys. Okay, let's let's just keep on. Oh, what's this say? Oh, it seems like we got Uncle Sam on the on the uh, on the um, uh, screen here. Look, to do list: Iran, Cuba, Venezuela, Bolivia. I thought they already took these states. Done. Oh, they're talking about regime change. Uh, hello, CIA, regime change, Iran, 1960s, 70s. Cuba, regime change, 1960s, 70s. Venezuela and Bolivia, regime change, 19, well, Bolivia, 1950s, 1960s. Venezuela, 1960s, 70s, and 1990s. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Okay. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap this up, guys. 
Uh, I think you guys get the picture, right? I think you guys get the picture. And uh, let's see here. So this is the most recent footage from You Black Soul. Uh, uh, before he was um, uh, banned off Twitter. What the heck did I just do? Hold on, guys. Let me uh, let me correct myself here real quick. Okay, here we go. Uh, looks like I, I skipped it. Okay, so the latest footage off of You Black Soul before he was uh, banned. This is what they're doing. We'll, we'll just do it here. Like, they are... Uh, the, the Nazis are taping and binding and gagging Ukrainians who support Russia or who will not fight with them to polls and they're beating them and humiliating them and whipping them like that. That's what they're doing. Like the majority of the videos that you black soul shared with uh, his YouTube, his Twitter uh, followers was that. Okay. So, I mean, we're not going to play it obviously, because uh, a lot of that was erased and it's here, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. I just wanted to get the, everything that we've looked at has been from April one. Actually, it was like much March, March 27th to present date. Um, this says a uh, thread regarding so-called Russian war crimes in Bucha. Uh, Ru uh, military of defense reports. They left Bucha on March 30th. Even if we don't believe it on March 31st, Bucha mayor confirmed it. April 1st video shown on Ukraine 24 TV. All this time, no one talks about any corpses on the streets. Let's see what this has to say. And we'll wrap up this Telegram channel on this uh, video here, guys. And then we will get to uh, the final video before we hit our documentary. Від російських орків, від російських окупантів, нашими збройними силами України, наших населених пунктів. Тож сьогодні констатую, що цей день є радісний, радісний і велика перемога. Велика перемога наших збройних сил на Київщині, і ми обов'язково з вами дочекаємося і будемо все робити для того, щоб велика перемога була по всій Україні. Слава нашим збройним силам України, слава Україні, слава кожному українцю, незалежно від того, в якому куточку України він зараз знаходиться. So I don't know about you guys, but it seemed like the total opposite of what the caption said. Threads regarding so-called hashtag Russian war crimes in Bucha. Reports they left Bucha on March 30th, even if we don't believe it. On March 34th, the mayor confirmed it. And on April 1st, the video shown on Ukraine 24 TV. All this time, no one talks about corpses on the street. This guy said that they were liberated from the Russian forces and praise be to the Ukrainian army and the Ukrainian forces. That, that, I don't know. That doesn't make much sense to me. Maybe some of you guys can make more sense out of it than I can. On April 1st in Bucha, there was a grouping of Sergei Korotkiek, neo-Nazi nickname for botsmen. He doesn't write about any corpses on the street either. In his video, empty streets with destroyed equipment. So maybe what they're trying to point out here is that the lamestream, shamestream, legacy fake news uh, mockingbird media is telling everyone that Russia left dead corpses in the streets of civilians. But you have the neo-Nazis themselves saying that there were no dead corpses in the street. I'm guessing that's uh, about what we're talking about here. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Whiskey Blue says, uh, and human trafficking. We'll talk about human trafficking later on tonight on the third and final documentary that I have to share with you guys. It's movie night here at Mr. CTV. If you're joining us over at Clout Hub, Rumble, Twitch, at uh, the Foxhole.app or at uh, Pill.net, we're doing a movie night here on Sunday. We normally do our Monday through Friday show where we go over headlines and we go over current events and uh, and recent news. Uh, of course, with my curatorial prowess. Um, and then, of course, we have our weekend shows as well. But uh, I just felt like doing a movie night tonight. And because we're doing documentaries on Ukraine, I decided to do an episode of The Sea Report here kind of in the casual and uh, talk with you guys and uh, just give you some assessments. I just, you know, I can't help it, guys. I, I just cannot get over the uh, the legacy media getting away with their lies that they're they're telling everyone and everyone's just believing it willy-nilly like nothing. Okay, uh, this is the last video I'm going to share with you guys before we break this stream. It's, uh, it's just over 10 minutes long, not much longer than that. And uh, this is, again, from the Newfound News Network. And this is, uh, this, is, uh, this is testimony of people, Ukrainians. This is testimony of Ukrainians. And I apologize, guys. There is not English overdubs, you know. So there will be, there will be, uh, there will be English um, 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 subtitling. So you might, I don't know, you might struggle to read it, but uh, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. So this is, this is from the Ukrainians about what's going on in Ukraine in this video. Uh, so uh, take it as you will. Um, I, I just think this is something that should be shared, ladies and gentlemen, particularly because we ain't hearing this from the legacy news, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, let's go ahead and get this going. Welcome back, friends, to the Newfound News Network. News for the people, by the people. I hope everyone's staying free out there in this brave new world. Конкретно город Мариуполь и его жители не воспринимают как своих. Они, ну, даже не знаю, говорилось слово «живой щит». Сказать людям «проезжайте», а потом стреляйте им в спину. Подлее, наверное, ничего не придумаешь. Что сегодня просто случайно узнали, что есть какой-то коридор через там, море. Чудом, вот на свой страх и риск, вот это вот семью брал и ехали на удачу, вот это вот, расстрелять, расстрелять, ну нет, значит нет. Знаю, это рассказывали, что доезжали, кто-то пытался выехать, отбирали детей, машину стреляли вверх, возвращали назад. Танк ВСУ, вооруженных сил Украины, на Комсомольском бульваре есть там у нас такой на дома 
ездил и наводил просто прямой наводкой, стрелял по э, жилым домам. У меня есть подозрение, что наша Украина обстреливала же мирных жителей, потому что ДНР еще на территории Мариуполя на тот момент не было. Ну, Во-первых, они прикрываются мирными жителями, а во-вторых, выводят мирных жителей и пытаются под видом мирных жителей уходить значит, на нашу сторону. Бомбил, Были азовцы, потому что были инциденты в городе о том, что ВСУ отходило, а азовцы как бы пытался остановить, была стрельба между ними. Азов не выпускает, расстрелял два автобуса. Они там дети были, люди кричат, что вы делаете, это же дети. Они, они сказали, что на войне детей и стариков нет. Азовцы прям гордились тем, что они издеваются над людьми. Это сходское отношение к людям. Ну, мы были как пушечное мясо, которым просто манипулировали. Они отстреливались из дворов танков из этих пулеметов. И я могу уверенно сказать, что 85% ущерба городу это нанесли азовцы. Прячутся в школах и в детсадах. Получается, они стреляют оттуда, потом быстро убегают. Куда попало? И на военных российских, и на мирных. Когда текает, он стреляет уже куда попало. И в квартиры, и в подвалы везде. Вот недавно подвал разрушился. Много погибших. Вот чуть ниже нашего дома. Еле удалось пешком дойти до блокпоста, чтобы эвакуироваться в Россию. И здесь уже помогли, накормили. Отвозят в города, в какой город захочешь, помогают всем, чем только можно. У нас гуманитарной помощи не было никакой. Все, пустые магазины, все разграблено, все, все, ничего нет. Мы три недели хлеба не видели. Они тут со... А ваши ребята зашли, молодцы, помогли и поек нам дали. Русские никого не убивают. Здесь по мирному населению никто не стреляет. Здесь русские зашли, сразу же оказывали помощь. Чтобы вы понимали, эвакуация людей, вот всех, вот это весь Мариуполь, который уже сюда везут целую неделю. Людей достают с подвала, российские солдаты. Помогают. Помогают, Ребята. кормят. Они детям голодные, дают свои пайки. Ребята, мы надеемся на вас, что вы нас немножко хоть защитите. Пожалуйста, меня зовут Максим. Я с Мариуполя. Мы живем на Акиевском жилмассиве на проспекте Металлурга. Значит, ситуация случилась такая. Зашли, зашел Азов там. Пришли именно на поселок, стабильно, все. Вот. И начали первое, что устраивать, начали утюжить наш район, закидывать его минами, стрелять из танка по зданиям. Зная о том, что там люди, да, они начали это делать. Они расстреливали стабильно на протяжении пяти, да, Пять дней мы сидели, никуда не выходили, вообще не выходили. Что Они поджигают девятый этажи, девятый, восьмой, седьмой, потом пропускают один этаж, поджигают еще, люди начинают бежать по ступенькам, по лестничным клеткам. 
Они выбирают на улицу, и их на улице начинают просто тупо расстреливать под подъездами. Автоматными очередями. Вы это видели? Мы это видели. Притом еще они кричат, типа, что ты с ними возишься, что ты тут детский садик устроил, кончай их всех. Мы это видели, мы очень долго боялись спускаться в подвал, потому что у нас маленький ребенок, ну как маленький, его семь лет, она очень боится темноты, и как бы мы старались до последнего держаться, но когда уже начал гореть прям весь микрорайон в округе. Причем, понимаете, вне комендантского часа, то есть выйти невозможно, потому что пулеметные очереди, они просто не прекращались. При этом всем они шли только в одну сторону. Не было какой-то... Ну, ответной пулеметной очереди. То есть звук что шел только в одну сторону. С кем перестреливались украинские военные, мы до сих пор не можем понять. А, уже впоследствии, да, там уже когда зашел ДНР или российские армии, ну, то есть мы не знаем, уже было настолько страшно выглядывать, что понятно не Behind the curtains of Russia's special operation in Ukraine, a vast yet underreported enterprise is also underway. The denazification of Ukraine. For many years now, the West has dismissed Russia's concerns about the growing power of Nazis and far-right groups here in Ukraine. This is the house of the local leader of the right sector, which is an openly neo-Nazi organization in Ukraine, which has prospered over the last eight years. Outside his house is a sign. This is Gagarin Street. It reads Gagarin Strasse, the German for street. He made no secret of who he was. He led the right sector office here in Berdyansk. This is his house. He himself ran away. The house itself is for now a crime scene. We can't enter, but we have seen the footage and some of the things that have been uh, brought out of the house by Russian investigators who are determined to denazify and to reverse what Ukraine has become. His name is Viktor Plotnikov, and like many of Ukraine's nationalists, he has a great fondness for all things that have a swastika on them. His family has kept archives and Nazi memorabilia throughout the years. He, his wife, children and sister are all members of right-wing organizations. Here's his right sector membership card. He's a unit commander, and here he is himself. And here, they say there's no fascism in Ukraine. A call to kill Russians, whom they derogatorily call Moscow's. These are some of the images seized in his house. It reads 9th November 1943, an original. Uh, there's plenty of propaganda material, ID cards left behind by this man. His, his son, we won't show you his face, but uh, he, along with his brother, went to an elite military school in Ukraine in Kiev. These are the sorts of people that were accepted there. Everywhere there's military uniforms, Nazi military uniforms. This cap, the SS division Totenkopf, which answered for the extermination and concentration camps ran by Hitler's Germany. Another one, a picture of Adolf Hitler, along with the local division of the SS, known for their brutality mostly made up of Ukrainian volunteers, but this was all out in the open. Everyone knew who he was, and he was uh, an influential figure in this new Ukraine that formed after 2014. He ran, leaving all of this behind, because he is well aware 
of what Russia's denazification campaign operation will mean for him specifically. Mr. Plotnikov is one of thousands of radical right-wing leaders, fighters and enablers that Russia has kept tabs on throughout the years. We have confirmed evidence of 53 crimes that were committed by Plotnikov, and in around 70 more cases he is considered an accomplice. We have proof that he perpetrated multiple rapes. He was considered a merciless and powerful militia. As Russian forces advance, many of these neo-Nazis and war criminals, they flee. Abandoned homes and possessions, even family. Now they have taken to threats and violence against civilians, much as Nazis did to terrorize the population in liberated areas. They threaten people. They hunt for people on social media. They look for their relatives in areas controlled by the Ukrainian government. They threaten people directly or threaten their relatives. People fear not only for their lives, but also for the lives of their close ones. We've seen it ourselves. Empty jails and prisons, murderers and killers armed and released if only they agreed to fight for Kiev. That will carry out assassinations for Kiev. Here, an alleged would-be assassin was caught before he could strike against the local businessman who, like many others, welcomed Russian troops. The Ukrainian security forces visited me in prison, offered me to kill Alexander Ponomaryov, the member of parliament. They offered me a new life, new name, new documents and $10,000. I don't know why exactly they wanted to kill him, they just said that he had some relations with Russia. Ukraine's nationalists and war criminals used to laugh at Russian warnings. They were convinced in their own invulnerability that they would forever enjoy total dominance over the country, the population, by fear and arms. This special operation has changed their minds. They no longer laugh. Now they flee.
Like always, let me know your thoughts in the comments section. Until next time, friends, stay free in this new world order. God bless. All right, guys. And again, that was New Found News Network. Um, if you're tuning in on our Rumble channel, I have the links to the... Since we mirrored their videos during our broadcast, their links are in the description uh, box. If you want to check out their news feed and their channel, you can go ahead and do that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but uh, I don't know the guys. I just I came across these videos while I was lying on my back for three or four days. And I just thought I should share them with you guys. But uh, that's uh, Newfound News Network. It's where that came from, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, all right, guys. That's pretty much going to wrap it up for the Sea Report on this Sunday evening. Um, again, you know, the whole point of this was just that uh, it irks me that the mainstream, lamestream, shamestream, fake news, legacy, mockingbird, propaganda, pedophile media can get away with telling these lies uh, about what is really going on over there and that a third to two thirds of our country here in America actually believe the narrative spiel that they are giving them what they're being spoon fed, you know? So, uh, that, that was the point of this in between the two documentaries. Uh, so we're going to cut the stream here in just a few minutes, guys. Um, again, we played a documentary, uh, prior to our stream, uh, the past two, uh, two hours ago, and that was, uh, revealing Ukraine, um, which is part two or the continuation of, Ukraine on fire, which has everything to do with Ukraine and the Maidan um, coup, uh, 2014 to present, um, uh, uh, produced by Oliver Stone, with Oliver Stone providing some interviews there, which, you know, I mean, a, a lot of people I know are kind of like, Oliver Stone, really? Like, yeah, you know, you know, I think the man is deep state enough, is, is uh, embedded enough in all of that, whatever's going on in Hollywood. But but regardless of that, the point of the matter is the man still managed to uh, to release some pretty informative documentaries and docu interviews uh, that I, I am grateful that he did. OK, uh, so what we're going to do now, guys, is uh, like I said, it's movie night here Sunday night over at Mr. CTV. If you are joining us on Twitch clout hub or rumble thank you again for being here with us make sure you follow us if you'd like to keep up with what we do here at mr ctv we usually do a weekly news show in the evening hours uh you know pacific to eastern time it's sometime in the evening uh where we go over you know um we go over the daily headlines and current events and of course curated uh, uh by myself and uh, uh we really go over a lot of uh we we, we we really primarily cover like election fraud and election integrity issues in America, uh, but we we definitely like to dig into geopolitical international issues as well, or whatever strikes my fancy. Things that I think that are uh, worth bringing up. Uh, the next thing that the next uh, the next uh, documentary that we're going to check out tonight is called the Maidan Massacre. Okay, this is another um, Ukrainian documentary. 
I haven't seen this one, so I'm really curious about it. I wonder if they're going to... Because in uh, Ukraine on Fire, they talked about uh, the, 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 basically the massacre that happened in Odessa, Ukraine. Okay. If you guys don't know what happened in Odessa, Ukraine, go back and look at the Ukrainian, uh, Ukraine on fire. But for some reason, I think that that's going to be a highlight of the next documentary that we're going to air. So I'm going to cut the stream and then we're going to do, uh, we're going to do the Maidan massacre which is pretty much a brand new documentary on the Maidan coup d'etat and what was going on and whatever whatever other information they care to share with us in that. We'll see after we are done with the Maidan massacre documentary. We're going to cut the stream again and then we are going to air our final documentary for tonight. And uh, that documentary is going to take us to a totally different topic uh, one that involves uh, child sex trafficking, human trafficking, Jeffrey Epstein, the United States government. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you guys have seen this uh, documentary, but it, as far as I have seen, it's pretty fresh. So stay tuned. We most likely will not have any commentary. You're not going to see this face <laughs> for the rest of the night. But I'll most likely be in the chats for anyone who wants to hang out. Uh, so once again, thank you all for joining us tonight here for this edition of the Sea Report. Uh, give me about 10 or 15 minutes, 20 at the most, to get the next stream going. And uh, we will be airing, broadcasting the, um, the Maidan Massacre. If you're joining us over on our podcast side of the show... Um, we'll probably have these documentaries uploaded, particularly the last one revealing Ukraine because there were English overdubs that were provided. So we can do that. Uh, if the Maidan massacre documentary has a lot of, uh, you know, uh, if they have English overdubs and it's not just subtitling, we'll have that uploaded to our podcast as well. Uh, check out the seareport.com if you want to find out where you can catch our shows live on the air. You can also get information about what we do here and what we're about. And uh, you can also uh, figure out where you can get a hold of our podcast, ladies and gentlemen, which is also quite worth it. So, uh, all right, guys, with that said, we're going to go ahead and close it off for the night uh, here for the live version of the show. We got two documentaries coming up. Uh, we'll do uh, 15 to 20 minutes between documentaries. 15 to 20 minutes. We'll be back on the air with the next documentary. It's called The Maidan Massacre. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, and I hope you guys have a pleasant evening. Thank you once again for joining us. I am your host, Mr. C, a.k.a. Michael Aaron Cossidis. And uh, thank you all for uh, joining us this evening. Follow us, share us, link us up. And uh, thank you for your support. Uh, Canoe Tripper, thank you for the 119 gold pills. And for everyone else that showed their support in that manner, much appreciated. We will see you guys in about 15 to 20 minutes. Till then, uh, be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. We will see you soon.